This podcast is a part of Dear Asian Youth, a youth-led magazine aimed towards Asian activism for Asian youth by Asian youth. Follow us on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and more at Dear Asian Youth to get all the updates on the latest articles, poetry, prose, podcasts, campaigns, and more. Today, we will be talking about beauty standards in Asia, including colorism and how the patriarchy is involved with these pressures. Hi, so today we're going to be talking about beauty standards in Asia, and personally, I have a lot to rant about in terms of this topic, a lot of experience with that. So yeah, let's just get right into it. So as a Chinese girl, like, what has it been like, you know, dealing with that, being surrounded by whatever standards you, you have to uphold? Yeah, so in China, um, pale skin is viewed as more beautiful. I'm sure you've had experiences with this too. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's kind yeah. of like a form of, yeah, like societal classism almost, um, because in the past, like royalty would like stay at home and not have to work and not have to go outside. Um, and like having dark skin basically meant you were like poor and had to work outside. Um, and I think it kind of like stemmed from that, but then also kind of combined with like Eurocentric like standards of beauty um, that like a lot of the world is impacted by today. So I think it's kind of like a combination of both. Um, what are your experiences with like pale, like the pale skin yeah, beauty yeah, yeah. standard? No, yeah, colorism in general is like a huge role in Indian beauty standards. Like, to be dark skinned is like you know something you should be embarrassed of, something that you should like <clears throat> completely steer away from. Right. Because light skin, like okay, I was born like the palest baby ever. Like I was so much lighter than I am now, probably as pale <laughs> as you, you know. And it was like a point of pride for my mom. Like when I was born, I was like way lighter than my mom or my dad. It was a huge point of pride for them. Like, my mom would go out, like, to her friends okay. and be like, wow, look at how beautiful beautiful my daughter is because of how light-skinned she is. And it was, like, a really <laughs> great thing. I know, it was a really, like, huge thing. And, like, people would, like, proudly call me Snow yeah. White. And then, like, I got tan because I had to go to school. I started to, you know, go out more. And, like, <laughs> because of that, I'm yeah. no longer Snow White. And, like, the, I've become more, like, tainted now or, like, you know, tarnished yeah. even. It's, like, funny, but, like, also really like not okay you know in general and yeah I can definitely understand what you're talking about with like you know royalty being associated with like light skin because they never had to work unlike you know Mm -hmm. people who are like laborers or like workers or farmers even like in India like you know like many years ago like there was the casteism which is like still sort of prominent because of the pressures that it creates because Basically, Brahmins are the top of the caste system, and they're they're the ones with, like, high-class jobs, high-class education. They're, like, the priests or, you know, people that work inside. And then there are the Dalits, which are untouchables. Like, they're literally called untouchables because of how, like, sort of bad they are, like, taboo almost. And they have darker skin because, you know, they have to work in agriculture or do labor work, etc. So because of that, they're associated like, dark skin is associated now with being untouchable and, like, being gross or sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. something you should steer away from. So that definitely translates into how I view my own beauty or, like, how, like, people in India will view beauty. Yeah, so, you know what's so interesting is that coming to America, 
um, when I tell my relatives, oh, America, people like want to tan. Like yeah, they I know. go outside and I sit know. in the sun. People are horrified. They literally are like shocked that I mm-hmm. like people tan. Um, and I just think it's so funny, like the difference. Like in America, tanning is like a sign that you're like healthy and you're like going outside mm-hmm. and you're like active and more beautiful. But then in Asian countries, that is like the exact opposite so I just thought that was super interesting no yeah it's so funny to me because in elementary school like all my friends would be like okay because I was surrounded by white friends you know Los Angeles that's how it goes (laughs) and they were always like okay guys we have to sit like you know in the sun you know we gotta get my tan I don't want it to go away from summer you know and I'm like no that's crazy are you dumb like that was so off limits to me I'm like I cannot do this I cannot be surrounded by this energy you know so yeah it's really see how they like you know completely differ from each other and it's also really weird how like your eccentric beauty standards for like you know white women are to you know be tan like you know with their like lights sorry light hair but like for us it's a bad thing because that's how your your eccentric beauty standards morphed into us so it's like we can't really be beautiful in their eyes at all so it's just really Uh interesting to see how it sort of differs yeah and it's just so sad to know that like there's so many women out there that are like buying like chemicals that literally alter like your skin chemistry so that they can like be a paler color yeah no i know that like a bunch of people like you know have to buy bleaching products because you know they feel the pressure to do so to be considered pretty beautiful whatever and like the bleaching market in india is so huge like there's like products named like fair and lovely which is such a like horrifying name you know it just perpetuates such horrible stereotypes so you know fair equals lovely and like everything else isn't like it's literally in the name and i know that there's like a bunch of petitions to change that name which is good because they did change that name but like it still resulted in like you know skin and liver damage like mercury poisoning all these horrible things that like wreck your body exactly just to be like seen as like the motto like you know girl or whatever and it's just crazy to me how far people go like even in los angeles like in terms of like la beauty is like such a big thing like beauty is the number one thing that will like showcase your self-worth like it's not your intellect which is which is kind of hard for like asians because we're seen as you know the smart ones never the pretty ones which is why we're like you know brought down or belittled to like you know being unattractive and like in los angeles like intellect is not worth anything compared to beauty like beauty will get you into the modeling industry like hollywood things like that so like that's literally a way you can like get money and be successful Along with, you know, getting a guy or, like, you know, getting your boyfriend or getting married, which is, like, what a woman is expected to do, you know? And it's just crazy how it all plays out, like, going against Asians in general. Yeah, like, I think beauty in general shouldn't hold such a big, like, part in our societal Mm -hmm. values, especially because beauty is so subjective. Like, just like what we were talking about in Asia, like, tanning is, like, a sin. But then yeah. in America, everybody wants to tan. I know. <laughs> like, beauty is so subjective. So it's just kind of funny. Not funny. It's just kind of, like, no, ridiculous. No, yeah, it is ironic. We have for so sure. many. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know of any other Asian beauty standards um, in your culture? 
I mean, okay, it's really contradictory, and, like, I don't even know how I'm gonna explain this, because at one point, you could probably relate, but, like, at some points, like, it's really bad for me to be, like, you know, be seen as skinny or frail because I'm not eating as much, you know, I gotta, like, be healthy or whatever, and then whenever I go to, like, you know, family functions, they're like, oh my gosh, you put on so much weight, like, why do you look like a freaking (laughs) grape? I'm like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Like, I'm really confused. Yeah. Have you ever, like, related to that? Yeah, my, oh my gosh, especially my grandma, um, she'll be like, you're too skinny, like, you need to eat more, mm-hmm. and then feed me a bunch, and then go like, you're too fat, you need to lose some weight, <laughs> and it's just so funny how, like, I don't know, it's kind of like, I guess it's also partly to do with, because they're like our family, so they yeah. want us to like, be like healthy, but they also like, are conflicting and like the societal beauty standards, so it's kind of like, going back and forth a little bit yeah i get um, that yeah mm-hmm. yeah in china women are expected to be so thin yeah like, i know i don't know if you've ever <laughs> i don't know if you've ever bought stuff from like xian or like a like a chinese based um like clothing company but the sizes are ridiculous like a large here would be like a small there yeah. um and like yeah, and so many women in China are shamed and literally bullied, um, even on the internet, um, for being overweight. And there's, like, a really big lack of, like, feminism ideals in China and, like, female empowerment. Like, there's n- there's no, like, female support system in China. Um, so, I, I don't know. Have you seen anything similar in your culture? So it's really interesting to me how you said, like, the lack of feminism ideals and, like, empowerment in China was really, like, backdated or, like, not there whatsoever because China in general is, like, so advanced, like, in terms of technology, like, you know, intellect and, like, a bunch of that, like, area. So, like, could you elaborate more on, like, examples of that? Yeah, so the feminist, the lack of feminist um, movement and, like, female empowerment in China, I think really contributes to like the pressure that women feel about these beauty standards. Um, because Amer- in America, there's like raising awareness for like, um, like uh, dismantling these beauty standards essentially. And this makes like women in America feel more valid and feel more beautiful, um, even with those like pre-existing beauty standards. But in China, there's like no female empowerment. so. I feel like this is why women, um, especially, for example, one of the most popular like surgeries that women get is the double eyelid surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No, yeah, I've definitely heard of that. I mean, obviously, I can't yeah. relate, but like that definitely is like a huge right. pressure, especially with you know, fox eye tread, where like people are literally doing the things that people will get surgery exactly. to reverse. Again, it's, like, another case where, like, you know, white people have completely different standards from us, and we're, like, the Mm -hmm. ones that are being, you know, not not me, but, like, you know, East Asians are the one being, like, you know, bullied because of it, like, they're the ones that have to go through these surgeries with, like, you know, possibly, like, really horrifying effects and things like that. Like, you don't know how a surgery is going to go. Like, I'm never going to get plastic surgery when I grow up. Like, that's too many risks. (laughs) Way too scary. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like super common. Like there's one one point like three million surgeries done every single year, um, and it's often done as like a birthday or graduation gift. So they're like, "Oh, happy birthday! Here's your surgery." Um, and yeah, and like even if you don't get surgery, there's a lot of different 
things like double double eyelid tape or like double eyelid glue even and you literally glue your like eye like flap um and i've actually had experience with double eyelid tape because i was really like insecure about my eyes growing up um because like i grew up in a primarily white neighborhood and like people would make fun of my eyes so i was like i really wish i had like the stereotypical like european like big eyes so i like would use double eyelid tape um and i remember in like school pictures i was so insecure about like my eyes that i would like like open my eyes super wide and it would oh, look no. so wacky. <laughs> like, it looks so funny now like looking back now but um yeah I was so insecure of my eyes that like those were the extent um to where I would go to and I think like that's pressure from like both American society and Chinese society like I think the beauty standard is the same to have like big like European looking eyes um and I think I felt it from like both sides of the both sides of the world which is um kind of like an interesting experience yeah it's just crazy how like literally for your 18th birthday or whatever like you're celebrating your insecurities or like celebrating what you should deem as yeah, you know ugly exactly. which is crazy to me I've never yeah. even heard of that but yeah I definitely agree with how like people like they're definitely like contradicting um st- stereotypes of like what's beautiful but like also a unifying thing where like whatever women looks mm-hmm. like like you know there are girls that like you know want to be skinny there are girls that want to look you know bigger like you know be more curvier there are girls that mm-hmm. want short hair long hair or like blue eyes brown eyes like basically we're just taught to not like what we are born with which is just really exactly. problematic in general and you can really yeah. see how it like is translated into you know people profiting from like our insecurities you know like <clears throat> the bleaching industry or, like you know double eyelid surgeries you know like i it's crazy how much they're gonna profit from like you know girls just being so insecure at such young ages too like you know you were probably yeah. really young when you had you know school yeah. photos like was that elementary school extremely young wow. yeah i was i started being insecure of my eyes in like third grade because wow. people would oh my God. start making fun of them in third grade um yeah so I didn't even know about like double eyelids anything like that until my aunt actually actually introduced it to me so I think that also goes to prove like sometimes it's like it's so common that your family will be like hey you have small eyes like yeah. here's what you can do about that. yeah um, yeah something else that my aunt like talking about another beauty standard um something else that my aunt offered to like give me was um surgery to get my freckles removed which was really weird um to me (laughs) um because in china there's these like sketchy looking stalls that will literally they're like they remove your freckles oh no like just like in this tiny (laughs) shop we're not doing that (laughs) it's so scary (laughs) not today Um, my aunt actually got it done and she's like yeah I'm super happy with it and I was like terrified like I was like why would you do that to your skin um I think that just goes to show like how far like Asian beauty standards really like like pushes women to like feel uncomfortable in their own skin to the point like something so minuscule like little dots mm-hmm. on your face can make you feel so insecure that you you take thousands of dollars and risk like serious health detriment um just to make your skin a little bit more like even a little bit more like 
um, I guess like Perfect. just like smooth. Yeah. yeah, because growing up, my parents, I've heard this all the time, um, like regarding my freckles, they would always be like, your face is too dirty. Like you're not, you're just not washing your face enough. That's why you have freckles. That's how, how high the beauty standards are for women. But I just like to bring up Asian, Asian culture does not have so many like high standards for men. I know. Like they do it's for such women. A double you know standard. what I mean? Yeah. Asian men could literally walk around with like, you know, yeah. crazy acne or like, you know, not have like, you know, great hair or anything. <laughs> and like, it'll yeah. be fine. Like, I swear to God, like, you know, yeah. in general, like, you know, regardless of race, I feel like being tall is, like, definitely a huge thing, but, like, if, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, if this was, like, many generations ago, like, you know, old, like, when, like, more traditional, like, setting in India, like, when you're looking for an arranged marriage or, like, a suitor, I feel like they wouldn't mm-hmm. care as much about what the guy looks like, but more what the girl looks like. Like, it's okay if he's, like, 5'5", exactly. five, five, you know, has acne, but, oh, if you're not, like, you know, skinny, clear skin, you know, like, at least very dainty, short, you yeah. know, traditionally looking, you know, very, like, clean, crisp, you know, then yeah. it's not going to happen, you know? Then you're not worth, you know, a guy marrying you, like, right. deeming you worthy. So, yeah, there's definitely a huge yeah. standard. Yeah, I think, like, the patriarchal, like hierarchy is so prevalent in asian culture um like my parents would always be like you're not gonna like no guy's gonna want you if you're not tall no guy's gonna want you if you like have freckles and you look dirty and it would just be like why do i have to please like a man why do i have to change the way i look for a man um i think asian beauty standards are all just based on like what men want and like Mm -hmm. men 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 and i don't know i just think it's so ridiculous yeah like this isn't related to like asian beauty standards but like i'm pretty sure a guy like founded brandy melville like the clothing line you know with like their small sizes mm-hmm. and everything making girls insecure wanting to be skinnier you know exactly like romanticizing eating yeah. disorders anorexia things like that like it's gotten to that point where a guy has made these clothes and like now all these girls are like you know so desperate to fit into that standard that they're gonna hurt themselves like detrimentally yeah but i wonder if many men are like you know the ceos or the founders of companies like fair and lovely in india you know like meant to bleach your skin or like you know maybe many male surgeons are the people who do surgery for double eyelids or things like that like i'm actually actually generally curious about what that's like you know because i feel like men dominate that whole area anyway in terms of you know business and surgery Mm -hmm. yeah and it definitely like pits women against each other Mm -hmm. and i think that's why in asia instead of empowerment it's like oh like if i'm more pretty like i'll get a boyfriend or like kind of like just like pitting women against each other to compete for men like Mm -hmm. come on exactly like they're just like sitting down watching (laughs) us fight together and i'm like what is this i swear like it's really not that exactly Mm -hmm. yeah misogyny is like definitely a huge thing about this Mm -hmm. and even like in chinese culture like there's colorism towards like southeast asian women um so like chinese women will like make remarks about like southeast asian women because they have darker skin and i think like that really shows like to what extent like colorism is prevalent in like chinese culture to the point it's like pitting asian cultures against one another yeah 
yeah wait I can I can actually relate to that like that's a hidden memory like I remember my mom talking about you know like us being Punjabi which is like a region in India and like how oh you know we're the fair-skinned ones compared to you know Bengalis which are stereotypically more darker skinned and now that I think about it that's Mm -hmm. so problematic in so many ways like just putting us against each other like the women from both of those Mm -hmm. sides like it's so misogynistic but yeah it was seen as like an okay thing you know a joke with no harm you know and I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like some people will be like, oh, it's not a big deal, don't read too much into it, but, like, it is a big deal once it starts to play out into girls being insecure and, like, you know, pinpointing their skin color and being so wrapped up in that, so, yeah, it's actually exactly. crazy. Because these have, like, yeah, these have, like, real effect on, like, women and girls' lives from, like, the moment that they're, like, exposed to media and exposed to, like, beauty standards, um, like, no eight-year-old should be worrying that her, like, eyes are too small or that, like, her nose is too big or her nose is, like, ethnic-looking. Like, it's just so sad that these beauty standards are, like, what women hold themselves to. Um, I think, like, that really ties into, like, again, like, the culture of, like, putting women down um, instead of, like, building other women up, which I think is, like, what we should all strive to do. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's just really a competition from, like, you know, which girl can get, like, the best guy, you know? And it's just crazy how, like, still, like, in the 21st freaking century, we're still, like, at that position. <laughs> like, back when, you know, women's job were only to, you know, get married off and become a maid or whatever. Still now, mm-hmm. when, like, you know, we have more jobs, you know, we have more say, we can vote, you know? It's still a prevalent <laughs> issue, which is just crazy. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah, something else I've noticed, um, not only in Chinese culture in general, is that there's also this, like, standard of looking traditional, not, like, being pure almost, not having tattoos, not having piercings, not, like, dyeing or bleaching your hair, Um, like, just, like, being natural, and yet they also are, like, it's, like, ironic, because they're also supporting, like, having surgeries to alter the way, like, you look. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's just, like, it goes to the point where, like, you have to be natural enough, but, like, still, you know, do things to, like, alter your skin to the point where it's, like, no one will notice that, like, you're doing it. You know, it has to be flawless, you know, exactly. effortless, where it looks like you're not trying too hard to look pretty, but, like, you are fitting the standards. Exactly. And, yeah, I exactly. only got my ears pierced. Like, I have one piercing. Like, I only got them pierced at, like, the age of 13. <laughs> what like a a few Mm -hmm. years ago barely so like it's really funny how like my mom is so against doing that and I've never dyed my hair ever (laughs) yeah yeah so like when I bleached my hair I mean my parents were not the most happy campers let's just say that Um, yeah so it was definitely kind of like I think this is like they're kind of understanding American culture a little bit more so that's why they were even open to the idea of me bleaching my hair even Mm -hmm. though I've wanted to do it my whole life um but yeah I definitely think in America that there's a little bit less of like a leaning um there's a little bit less of that like traditional beauty standard um like with modeling in America um there are a lot of like unique like models with unique features um so i think like america in general is like doing better in terms of like beauty standards better but not good compared to like china where there's no you know diversity in terms of like physical attributes in general yeah Yeah. but like in Mm -hmm. terms of america i feel like if we're like like we're 
born into America, like, I was born here, and, like, now I feel like I have to comply to your essential beauty standards, you know, there was a point in my life where okay. I did want to bleach my hair, you know, I was like, okay, when I grow up, you know, get out of the house, I'm gonna bleach my hair, I'm gonna, okay. you know, turn blonde, you know, and when I was really young, I was, like, so intent on getting <laughs> colored yeah. contacts, like, I just really wanted to be a white girl, which is so depressing, mm, and then, yeah. like, yeah i really and then from the perspective of our asian parents it's like no you know you're getting rid of your identity this is who you are you have to uphold it proudly but then you're also telling us to you know go to like go to the extent of you know changing our eye shape to adhere to your eccentric beauty standards so it's really contradicting in terms of like what people expect us to do but like as a whole your eccentric beauty standards like in america have really impacted me because surrounded by like white girls it just really made me feel like, you know, the D-U-F-F, the fun group, like, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Which is so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so horrible, so... Yeah. And I mean, American beauty standards are definitely not perfect because mm-hmm. I still think, like, American beauty standards expect you to, like, have a big butt and also have, like, big boobs and Which also so, have a tiny waist. That is so taboo in Asian culture, at yeah. least like my family. Like, you cannot be curvy at all. You have to be, like, flat as a stick. Yeah. Like, yes. Again, like, you know, being traditional, you can't have, you know, your body yeah. asking for men to look at you. It's so contradictory. It's like, you can't have men okay. look at you in a risque or, you know, sexual way, but you still have to get them to be attracted to you so they'll be more inclined to mirror you and get you as a spouse. Exactly. Yeah. And like in Asian culture too, there's this like stereotype that like being curvy means like you're slutty or you're like easy just because of your body shape. Like it's so ridiculous. But I think commonality in both Asian culture and American culture, like we were saying, is that it revolves around what men want to see instead of like female empowerment and like what women themselves want for like their body and like their health so I definitely think that both cultures should work to um revolve less about uh, less about like what men want and instead focus on like female empowerment and like self-empowerment um and kind of just stray away from all of these ideals and we should just work towards being more like inclusive and also more empowering um of other women yeah, I 100% agree. I think the best thing you can really do is stop pitting yourself and comparing yourself to others. Because really, if you try to please everyone in the world by being, you know, curvy, you know, working out to get a curvier body, or like working out to be skinnier, you're not going to make everyone happy because everyone is going to have different opinions about each of your little parts of your body. So really, if you just please yourself in a healthy exactly. manner, that's honestly the best thing you can do. Because if you try to change yourself for some guy, you're going to you know, get into a relationship with them or something, and you still might not be happy with what you see in the mirror. So honestly, I think it just goes to show that, like, for one, it's completely harder to say than done, but beauty is not, like, you know, your number one point of self-worth. It shouldn't determine your self-worth. There's so many other parts to you, your personality, your intellect, what you have to offer, what you bring, you know, to, like, people and society. And if a guy doesn't realize that, then that's on them. That's on their personality. That's on their misogynistic views of beauty. And that is not a reflection of what you should think of yourself. And also in general, like pitting exactly. yourself against like other cultures. Everyone, again, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you really shouldn't care about what other people think, but focus on like bettering yourself in a healthy way 
and also like learning to love with love yourself in terms of what you're born with you know because there are going to be people who do the fox eye trend because they want slanted eyes and there are going to be people who hate slanted eyes but you have to love yourself for that and then there are going to be white girls who want darker skin but you hate your darker skin and you want bleaching products unlike the white girls so it just goes to show how like society is the is to blame for whatever you hate about yourself and that it is possible to just go away from all that, just completely deter from all that, and truly learn to accept what you're born with, which is definitely the best thing I could recommend. Want more of Dear Asian Girl? You can find us everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We're on everything. Can't get enough? Subscribe, follow, rate, review to get all the updates on the latest at DAG. Let us know your feedback and what we can do to improve. We also can be found on Instagram. Follow us at Dear Asian Girl to receive updates about our latest episodes and fun facts about the host. We'd love for you to reach out. DAG Dear Asian Girl, a podcast dedicated to share the stories of Asian girls everywhere. For the Asian Girl, by the Asian Girl.